0: Blog Talk Radio. Spiritual practices. These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences,
1: but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in, call us with your comments. Welcome. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit. And I'm so glad you've joined us today. Our theme for today is friendship. And if this is your first time listening, every show we select a theme and then we talk about what that theme means to each one of us, but we also talk about what saying yes to spirit has to do with the theme. Um, And so that gives us a little bit of a place to start where, um, you know, after more than three years of doing the show – Three years? That seems like, wow, um, how many different themes can you come up with? But we always find that um, no matter what the theme, there is a connection with saying yes to spirit. So our theme for today is friendship, but before we go into that, uh, we always do a connect the dots with our previous theme, which was forgiveness. So Leslie, what kind of connect the dots can you come up with, connecting
0: friendship? No. They both with F. isn't it? Friendship and forgiveness. You know, it's just about as obvious as they both begin with F. The idea that one goes with the other. I imagine, in a true friendship, there's always elements of having to forgive and grow and trust and remember the truth of who each other is. And so that kind of natural, um, I had someone uh, tell me one time, "I, I forgave you at the same time I was getting upset. Like it happened simultaneously. Like the love or the friendship was so deep that the forgiveness was was happening at the same time that the irritation was happening but and i think that is kind of the an ultimate sort of deepest friendship is where that forgiveness is, is a guarantee it's just a process <laughs>
1: As I am strangling As I am shaking you. I am forgiving you for everything that you said or did. Uh, yeah.
0: True deep friendship. Did you miss that part where I said true deep friendship?
1: Yeah. As I am ah, shaking you, go, you, you. I am forgiving you. Right, right, right.
0: There's a, there's an underlying
1: level of forgiveness. Yeah. Well, yes. parents do. Oh, I, right, right, right. As I am grabbing point. you. Right, 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 I am Really, forgiving you, mm-hmm. but that really upset me, <laughs> um yeah, the other thing that came to mind is you for me, as you were saying that is that in terms of that forgiveness and friendship that um in some ways, what I think about people who I have a really deep friendship with mm-hmm. that I have forgiven them a lot, mm-hmm. I mean, do you know what I mean, right like with people we don't forgive. We have a relationship with them that's really tense, but the people who we really love and care about, ideally, uh, we forgive them and we use that as a way to build a stronger bond. Right. Unless unless Mm -hmm. they're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But the friendship sometimes comes from that forgiveness going both ways. Over and over and over again, because as you get to know someone, they do or say things that you don't like, but if they're not doing it because of that, right, 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 right. There's a um, oh, there's a quote that went through my mind, but I don't know the actual quotation. But it's a it basically the quotation has the message of. Um, Put a cemetery in your backyard for all the things your friends do that you don't like. <laughs> you know, so and it's really forgive your because uh-huh. they're your friends yeah, right. and you love them, and so you you know you want to be able to bury mm-hmm. those things that they do and keep moving forward. Right, not bury them. Yes, bury there you them go. Them. That's cute. That's cute. It's a really great quote, and I'll see if I can find it while we're we'll ta- while we're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's the connect between forgetting. And you play
0: the connect the dots, Tracy. I just want to affirm you for that. That was fabulous. I love that. Thank you. See? You
1: don't always play connect the dots. uh uh-huh. Every time. <laughs> you do? Um, Where have I been? I don't know. You're talking. Oh, you oh! I've been it. focused on
0: me. Yes, right, right. It's always play. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean play like you're having a thought. Oh, not the music. Not the music. No, my friend. No. Playing in oh, terms that, of that, talking. Yeah. This, yeah. That
1: won't happen much. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, I was going to say, How's oh, that'll never oh, happen again. there right?
0: you go. See, I knew
1: it wasn't very often that happened. Yeah. Well, I... That's good. I affirm it. I like it. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back in about one minute. Please hang with us. Back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, and our theme today is friendship. What does it mean to say yes to spirit, and how does that show up in your friendships? Do your friendships reflect your faith? Do your friendships have anything to do with your faith uh, religious practices? Can you be friends with people of other <laughs> faiths? Who knows where we will go in the next 50 minutes? But friendship.
0: You know, I just, uh, since we're just rattling off questions, is God my friend? Is God your friend? That's That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Can I be friends with God? Can I be friends with God? There you go. Yeah, and I think um, traditionally when I say that, it seems... My old tape of yesteryear comes in and says, oh, no, that's blasphemy, or I can't, you know, that's belittling God, to bring God to my level, to be a friend, God so much more. How dare me think I could be God's friend, who am I? And that just makes you want to do it more, right? (laughs) No, no, but I don't think that thinking is correct. If I'm really in my higher thinking, you know, I I believe that um, we're all God-expressing so that, that would kind of be, perhaps even the core friendship, uh, the friendship that I, eh, you know, what is? Do we look up Webster's definition of friendship? Because friendship, I guess, somehow seems too small of a word to use with the connection with God. But I think that kinship doesn't that just make it sound that kinship doesn't that sound deeper than friendship? Isn't it funny how words hold such meaning and they just probably. You know, it's just all our interpretation of what we feel about exactly. them. Exactly. But anyway, so friendship. But yes, I think it is significant to have a friend, to have God as my friend. And I know in twelve step programs, a lot of times we talk about creating a relationship with God. And because having that idea of making God a, a a really grounded a really common a really intertwined part of my day like it's not something special that I have to go off to a church or go to a certain space and pray to God and like have this extraordinary connection but to make it kind of a just an everyday every moment to moment occurrence a very you know it's always part of my experience connecting to God having that friendship making that relationship my priority so I guess When I'm thinking about friendships, it's like if I have that core friendship with God, then all other friendships, the answer to the other question about, you know, does God play in my friendships, I think, hopefully, yes. Hopefully. Did you notice how I kind of, I don't know why I didn't. Yeah, you backed away from that. I didn't want to, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, yes.
1: Well, I agree, Uh, actually. um, (laughs) Actually,
0: that's my friend, Tracy Brown, agreeing with me. Yeah, I think that
1: um considering this energy, this always present energy, this you know, I this power as my friend for me just simply reminds me that God's on my side. Yes. That there is God does not have an intention to hurt me, harm me, judge me, any of those things, that God's intention is to affirm a good life, my good life, my best life. And that's what I expect from my friends, that they would not not necessarily always agree with me, but that they would always have my best intention Mm -hmm. at heart. That if they were giving me advice or making a recommendation or seeing things when they're out in the world, you know that it's like the connection is, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, Tracy would like this or this is something that Tracy should know about mm-hmm. because of what she's interested in in mm-hmm. life, what she is making of her life, um, and uh, it's like, yeah, I, that that's an easy connection or assumption for me. What intrigues me even as I'm saying that is I have no doubt that God is my friend. Am I God's friend? Ha ah, That's cool. Do I naturally think of being a friend, being mm-hmm. in an alliance with mm-hmm. being um intentional about Living my life doing and saying things that demonstrate Mm -hmm. um, my friendship, my friendship with God going that way. I mean, God doesn't have any needs, right? Mm -hmm. But if Mm -hmm. I've made a commitment to live my life in a God like way in Christ consciousness, then are my choices reflecting that relationship?
0: And you know, even in a and I like that, and that took me to an even deeper level of thinking, if God and I are one, if we're all one, then ultimately that is a mute question because it's it's just a connection that is, and I think that that when I stop and think about that's the ultimate you know that's the the core of everything, and so Words like friendship and love and partner and neighbor and all these relational words that we create, maybe are just mechanisms to try to get us to a deeper thinking or a deeper understanding of the connection and that it it is just, it's a oneness, it's a wholeness and like you said, God's not in need of anything ultimately, you know, at our source that there is that as well that sense of no need, nothing is, you know, not already ours that we need, that I need. And so, um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's funny how each, when you go deeper in thinking, and that's kind of the whole reason of this show, is to kind of take the thoughts deeper and deeper and deeper into coming back to that golden thread of truth with a capital T that kind of reminds us who we are. And, you know, interestingly enough, it was our human friendship that created this show wouldn't you say Tracy no. Brown
1: oh my what would you say <laughs> I would say that it was our commitment <laughs> To say yes to spirit, because when we started, Did you, didn't you consider no me, you have me a friend? No. Oh my. Okay, but really, see, all these we...
0: years later, see, see the truth comes about. You didn't like me we then. Didn't... I liked you. You didn't. We started the show. We were. We, we were didn't friends? even know each other. Oh, but I liked you immediately. You didn't like me immediately. That has Did nothing it? to do with
1: whether I was <laughs> a friend. <laughs>
0: A okay. friend. A friend. How hey, do you? Have, do, you have, do you have like a list of things you have to like go through to become no, a friend? But we I didn't mean, even immediately. I was your friend. No, we, oh, I'm we so know. hurt. Oh my goodness, I thought all these years. Y'all. No. So you know what's really funny? Initially, you oh. didn't. You didn't like me at all. You like. I have little
1: nothing little? to do with where oh, I became like, like everybody. Everybody. Oh well. Oh, well. Then. So, oh gosh. So it was after that I upset you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we didn't know each other. This was, like, oh. we decided to do the show, the second conversation we ever had with one and another. And I was
0: already your friend. I was, you were already my friend, so I thought I was your friend. I can't believe I had a friend, oh. and I wasn't a friend. No. No, I wasn't your friend. No. Why were you doing
1: it? Just to, what? Because you thought. Because I said yes to scary. <laughs> God is my friend, and it was a great idea. Nothing to do with you, Leslie. Oh,
0: oh, I'm glad I have
1: water. I'm very <laughs> overwhelmed. Yeah, and it was so clearly oh my a great idea. It was okay. We could do it because you know we could see how it works. Mm. We could see what the chemistry is like. What you know, it was like Mother didn't know friendship. No. <laughs> so so here here's the other side of it. Are we friends now? Yeah. <laughs> but but you know here's the other side of it that, that is interesting. So. um. Shortly after I became a licensed practitioner of religious science, and you know we do counseling and coaching sessions with people, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, I don't know, there was this, there was a client mm. who at the who I had had, I had done prayer with one or two Sundays, which you know after service people come up and ask for a prayer, and you know they tell you what they want prayer for, you do a prayer, you know, ten minutes max so that that had happened a couple of times and then this person scheduled a client practitioner client session, and we did this great session. Mm. It really was mm. i I was even impressed with how, it, wow. how much we did and what came out of that session mm-hmm. about an hour and a half and as this person was leaving the session, mm-hmm. and we were walking to you know out. She said something like, I am so glad you're my friend. Oh. You did. What did? Well, no, and it was great. I just took it in. I I didn't feel it required a response. Ah, right. But it freaked me out Mm. because I thought, we're not friends. We don't do anything socially. We haven't spent any time together. You really don't know anything about me. How You know, we haven't had any real personal conversation. Mm. I mean, we've had personal conversations about, about her. her. Yes. And, you know, so part of that, yes, I know people like like to and need to have opportunities to talk about themselves. And so whether it's, you know, any time in life, you mm-hmm. go to a party, if you keep asking people questions, they they, at the end of the night, think, you're so cool. Because you really just allow them to talk about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I'm not talking about that, but it really did throw me in this context of our topic today, friendship. Because even though I felt connected to providing service for her and listening to her and remembering the truth that she is a divine emanation of God, and and have no doubt about that, have no doubt about that. When she said, "I'm so glad you're my friend." It freaked me out, because to me, there was like, there's no reciprocal relationship here. There's no, um, we don't really know each other, especially at that point. She didn't know anything about me, anything, and how could she, you know, say we're friends? So I had, in my early stages of being a practitioner, I had to actually ask what we're talking about on the show. What's? What does friendship mean, and what does it mean, and how does it show up when God is in the mix of that? So Mm -hmm. I can behave in ways that people interpret as as being their friend, Mm -hmm. and I realize it's not me at all. It's spirit Mm -hmm. because I am interacting with them completely and totally from that place of I am the eyes and the ears and the voice of God not I am God in that perfect sense but I am moving all of my ego stuff out of the way to listen to you and to listen to intuitively what spirit might say like you know in christian circles what would Jesus do mm-hmm. or what would Jesus say it's like okay what would be a spirit filled response to that if i get if i get Tracy out of the way mm-hmm. and that feels very Nurturing—that feels very. People feel heard. Um, people feel accepted, and that is what my—that's what my job is. I mean, you know, that's my, what my job is as a practitioner. That's <laughs> who I want to be in the world. Ah,
0: well, there you go. That was a good yeah, follow-up as that. well. Yes.
1: Right, right, right. Um, but in, especially when I'm in practitioner mode, consciously, I mean, that is what I'm supposed to be. Oh yes. So what is? Um, So now I'm not surprised when people think or say, you know, or or perceive me as their friend. But we really haven't had any personal interaction.
0: So how many friends do you have, Tracy
1: Brown? I don't know. I have never thought to count them. Do you have lots? Do you have lots? No. 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 I have a very small, tight circle of inner circle friends. And then a small group of Bigger
0: circle, friend. And am I? am the bigger circle, probably, or inner circle.
1: Does it matter? Yes. Yes, in the bigger
0: circle. <laughs> do you have a certain, like initiation, to get into the inner mean, circle? How do you get into the inner circle? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not. Just curious. So, answer your own question. <laughs> you know, I. You know, this sounds so. I don't know what it sounds like, but
1: everyone's my friend. I was going to say, everyone <laughs> the in the person world is my friend. friend. So part of and that so is the difference between an introvert and an extrovert. Yes, yes, yes. Part, so of, that that, part of that. Part of that. But, but, yeah, but I am that big believer of,
0: you know, having that soul connection with the Whataburger person. And I don't know why I use Whataburger because I don't ever go there because it's a meat-serving place. But, you know, I just always like the idea of the Whataburger person. But anyway, um... My my thinking is, I guess the inner circle. You know, um, what is that that uh, term? Best. Uh, you see it everywhere now? Could you
1: give me more clues? <laughs> B-
0: <laughs> BFF.
1: Oh, best friend best forever. Best friend forever. <clears throat>
0: so you know that 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 became popular mm-hmm. recently, right? With lingo, with Facebook or texting or something. BFF. you mm-hmm. my BFF. BFF. And, um, and I have thought about that of late, and thinking about in terms of you know those people that remind us of the truth of who we are, and my hunch is that that would kind of be maybe your inner circle that there's a there's a certain there's there's people that we are a person that we would allow to as speak the truth back to us, and I've always had um people that I've invited you know in in Gosh, Tracy, I'm, you, you know, you're one of the people that I've, <laughs> it's like, is that awkward for you at all? That You know, i no, anyway. Um, so, uh, so, so to invite people to, you know, remind me of the light, like my prayer group, my song group that I've had for, what, seven years now, almost, right? Almost, that's crazy. You are know, still together? We are still together every wow. month, every month. And uh, so you know, people like that that have been spiritually connected to me, and that you know, remind me of the truth of who I am. That's a that's an invitation kind of thing, you know, that 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 people have. But there's um, that kind of best friend forever, or that soulmate, or that connection that <clears throat> almost becomes like there's such a connection there that just the mere presence of that person awakens me back to the truth of who I am. You know, that would be an extraordinary thing to have that kind of where the light is so strong and the connection is so strong and whatever creates that is outside of my understanding, but that it's like I can't be around this person without seeing that, you know, it's like the, the glare of their light is so bright that it brings me instantly into the truth of who I am. Anestra, that's an extraordinary thing, and it's and it really is. It, it, you know, it's funny when you said something about the your client because as a, mm-hmm. back in the day when I was a licensed therapist and had to worry about all those clinical ethical things, you would uh, people would always say, you know, therapists can't be friends with their clients. That's a big ethical thing. Don't you know allow that boundary kind of thing, and that's a huge thing. And there's true value to that. I see that, um, but I would always. Think that the client would see me as their friend, that I'm their friend. I didn't see them as my friend, but I knew they saw me as their friend. And over getting old, I'm so much older than I look, or sound, I'm sure, on radio, um, you know, I've gotten less concerned with the energetic flow between all of that. And now I consider everybody that I work with is my friend. They're my friends. They're you know I feel connected to them, and I feel, um, you know, familial with you know them. And I, and it's an interesting thing how we sometimes set up and we call them boundaries, sort of as protection or some sort of you know um, what would happen if we just all decided to love each other, you know. And I really a huge proponent of healthy boundaries. Very very important. But at the end of the day, the reason I need a healthy boundary is if you're not healthy, right? If we were all very healthy, then then that would be a natural flow of give and take. That's an interesting concept. That if we were all really healthy, we wouldn't need boundaries. We could just live in harmony. That should be like a soul, peace and harmony. That's an interesting concept. I have to
1: think about I it. I think
0: it's true. If there were you know, unhealthy people and there's human illnesses and brokenness creating destruction and danger, we would all be able to just interface freely. So that's a deeper
1: – I have to think about that. Because, see, then that for me would mean that what you're referring to as unhealthy shouldn't be happening. And so there's a – there's a philosophical piece of me that says, no, all of that is part of the human experience, illnesses and war and economic changes, and that all of that is the human experience. And so in that sense, it's not healthy or unhealthy. It's, it just is. So that's why I have to think about that more before I can agree with it. So um, friendship. What about friendships? Of between people with different faith practices and different spiritual beliefs?
0: Huh. I can't imagine how that would affect one way or the other unless someone in the friendship needed to get the other to believe as they did. I don't know, you know, the deepness of, of how I love to ponder and philosophize. Um, any of my friends, I think, would have to have some... Ability to do that So if there was no belief system um, I have a, a long-term friend That I just really, yeah, you know, very close to for 16 years And I just recently found out I have uh, dinner with her every Sunday night She cooks me dinner at her family's house I just found out like three weeks ago that she doesn't believe in any kind of afterlife or continuation of the soul. She's very spiritual, very 12-step spiritual, doesn't go to a church, doesn't have any practicing faith, but very, has a higher power, identifies it as God, has a deep meditation practice, a deep spiritual practice, and, has, and, and absolutely believes dust to dust. This is it. And I don't ever, I I I keep, I I think I knew that before and I blocked it out because it was so disturbing. (laughs) And so then when I heard it again, I was like, I can't, I can't even, and it was funny because she has two sons that are 20 and 22 and one has a belief in an after kind of life, one does not. And then she answered for her husband she said, oh no, he doesn't, And he was like, no, I believe in heaven. <laughs> it, was not, it was kind of a cute little moment. I like, I'm going, honey. You know?
1: And <laughs> <laughs> nice no you here
0: and uh I get to go on. But it was really fascinating and I don't know why, you know, that didn't affect the friendship in terms of my feelings for her, my connection to her, but it well, maybe it did affect it because it made me sad. <laughs> I thought how how perfect is this? I thought I thought just for a second before I understood how crazy it was. I thought Oh, I'll miss you.
1: <laughs> like, like
0: her believing that it didn't happen would keep it from happening for her. Isn't that cute? I do. I I think I'm very cute now. I think sometimes. But anyway, then I realized, oh, it doesn't really matter what she believes. She gets to go on anyway. So then I realized, you know, it all worked out in the wash. But for just a moment, I thought, oh, I'll miss you. But anyway, so, but I don't think it affects the friendship overall her not having any kind of spiritual or similar spiritual belief as I do. She certainly has a spiritual belief, but it's not not similar to my
1: in all aspects. You know in the Jewish faith and I'm not an expert on Judaism, but in the Jewish Jewish faith when um when people die It is, the intention is to, you know, have whatever service you're going to have very quickly and to, um, you know, move the body on because, and the focus, the first Jewish funeral or memorial service I went to was very powerful for me because there was, it was so clear to me with at that time i hadn't studied very much i hadn't read very much about judaism and and so i was struck by how everything in the process in the morning process and in the uh service process was so focused on what this person did in life it was about it truly we say you know Um, you know, you want a a funeral or a memorial service as a time to celebrate this person's life. Mm -hmm. But that was the first time, and I was in my early 30s, Late, I was in my early 30s, and that, I remember coming out of that going, now that was a celebration of Lynn's life. I mean, everything they talked about was about life and her life and what she had done with her life. And there was... There's I would no, they don't believe
0: you're going to the... And there was really no, right, there was the no cake.
1: conversation about, you know, doing she's good works place. to earn her way to heaven. There was no talk ah, about, right. yeah, about these... She's in a better place. You know, that she's in a better place now, or there she's was waiting no, me. you know, there was none of mm. that. It was all about what, a, and she was young. She was, she I don't think she was still in her 20s. I think but she was young. Mm. Um definitely she wasn't over 35. And um you know and she had a husband and two or three kids and you know everything was about what she did in this life. What she made of life. And I thought that is powerful. And in fact that was one of the things that made me Learn more. I had been to a synagogue maybe a half dozen times mm-hmm. for regular, you know, for for uh, Sabbath services, but I didn't really know much, and that intrigued me and made me go read more, go talk to people more, um, understand more. Uh, but that's that that idea that it's yeah, dust to dust mm-hmm. that. You're not earning your way into any, you know, a cool place or a hot place. (laughs) You simply live, your responsibility is to live right now, um, to live the power and the presence and the principles by which we have been guided to live as a chosen people,
0: as chosen and I wonder if that would make the friendships. Look at me bringing it back to the topic. I just had to point that out. I wonder if that would make the friendships deeper if there was a core belief of that this is it, that there's nothing beyond this. So this experience with you is maybe more precious because I'm not going to see you in the afterlife. We're not going to be able to make up and walk down the streets of gold. I always say that so sarcastically, and I think lightning's going to strike if, you know, sometimes. When I say things like that sarcastically, but anyway, the idea that oh, it's all in, right in, here, in, right because now,
1: even in even in New Thought and Science of Mind, and you know, we say that the soul isn't eternal; that the the core of who you are is eternal, immortal. And but it doesn't mean that, at least in the way I interpret it and think about it, it doesn't mean that when I am no longer in this body, that I'm going to be hanging out with you.
0: No, because I'm on the outer circle. with thought on the inner circle. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. our
1: essence our essence is essencing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it doesn't mean it can't happen because we don't know what, in terms of es- being in our essence, what are the infinite number of ways that our beings could intersect Mm -hmm. but I mean I was just thinking I don't don't ever think about oh I'm gonna like see you later right right or I'm gonna miss you or we're gonna heal this like once we're out of our physical bodies I never I when you were saying that Mm -hmm. I never ever think about that why do you think like that why is that and that that
0: idea of the connection being deeper than a friendship deeper is not the right word but you know that it, it that it just kind of it is what it is that 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 namaste that the spirit in me sees the spirit in you that connection you know there's no language for that so how to maybe friendship is a beginning language to try to get us to connect or to try to take take um you know, be conscious of how we're living and how we're interacting with each other. And, and why is it that we, um, that old saying, you know, we're harder on our family, hardest on our family, or meanest to our friends, or,
1: you know, those that we the love the most we love that the we most. are yeah. the meanest to. And because we're running the you strong react more that, strongly. You know, mm-hmm. strongly. <clears throat> you know I, I will say that if, in my mind... If friendship were, as you just said, defined as the namaste essence, the namaste standard, right? then I would say everybody in the world is my friend. Because that's actually how right. I go through life, yes. that I am constantly looking for the Christ in you, right. the God in you. And that's what I'm seeing. Yes. Like, I, I, I... I in the mall, in the store even People will do things And I will hear in my mind Do not be distracted by what She just said Because she's a child of God <laughs> You know And not in terms of calm down, don't be mad mm-hmm. But I just That is in my head a lot mm-hmm. It comes to me a lot That I've made a commitment mm-hmm. To to walk through this life In a way that is loving that is respectful, that is encouraging to others. And if we define friendship as that, then, yeah, then everybody's my friend. So what I was talking about before is, yes, in this human experience over these decades, friendship to me is a much more personal, intentional, um, private thing. So I don't tend to think of everybody as my friend. Um, and, yeah, if we're talking about it in a different context, I could see that and say, yes, my intention is to to be friendly to everyone and for people to leave any encounter with me feeling, if they have the same definition of friend, that mm-hmm. I, I am their friend. I'm a, That this is a, you know how we sometimes say, You know, one of the biggest questions is to ask yourself, what do you believe? Do you believe this is a friendly universe? Right. Or do you believe this is Uh, a survival universe where everybody's out to get you or things are supposed to be hard and difficult and you have to crawl your way to the top? So, whatever the top is, right? Um, And so, even it's interesting, the word friendly Mm -hmm. doesn't have the same charge for me as. Friend or friendship that's a deeper more personal yeah personal deeper private individual intimate intimate that's the word I'm the looking intimate. for where it's friendly mm-hmm. doesn't have that feeling at Could all be the yeah and is it is it is
0: it it is a shift in energy in terms of how I and I like that idea of is the universe a friendly place and the idea that that how I go into a friendship, you, you know, it it does it does affect the experience itself. I had an experience this week where I had um, I saw some people that I would say are my friends, and I just found myself. <coughs> not wanting to connect in that moment, just wanting to kind of, you know, go home and watch TV kind of, you know, experience. But they are my friends. Got to go see my friends. Got to go see my friends. And it felt like an obligation. Like I had to do this. And then I kept reminding myself, you know, these are my friends. And I I always talk about, um, you know, the idea of investing time in my relationship or friendship with God. And so to maintain friends, I have to invest time and, you know, as you say, as an extrovert, what's that about? I must have been ill not to want to go, right? But anyway, it was really an interesting kind of thing to watch myself and to to then look at, I ultimately landed on, I, I want to keep these friends, you know, they are important people, so this is, and it's a horrible thing to say, kind of like you know, this is the price you have to pay, kind of thing. You know, when you do, you know, you just want to go and go to bed. But and when I got there, it was fine. And so once you got there, and it's fine. You, yeah. But it was interesting to to watch that whole process of you know, these are my friends. Well, why why aren't I more excited to see They're Really, my friends. It seems like I would always be so excited to see them, kind of thing. And 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 I don't know that that's necessarily true. Probably more about the energy within me and you know what you know what what's going on within me. Probably at any given time. Imagine that. It would be what's going on within me.
1: Possibly that's
0: true. Hmm. So, am I my own friend? Should I be my own friend? Should I be friendly towards myself? Well,
1: I thought about that earlier, so let's talk about that. Because, you know, when we were talking about is God my friend, mm-hmm. and then I said one of the things that went through my head was, am I God's, God's friend? friend? Right. And then it was like, well, if God. That part of God that is within me, that is the essence of who I am, and and I have that thought. Am mm. I being a friend to that within me? Mm. Am I being a friend to myself? And how many of us mm. overeat, mm. overspend? Why do you look at me? Over. Well, because you're <laughs> in the room, maybe. <laughs> uh overeat, overspend, um don't get enough sleep, mm-hmm. um do things that we know aren't going to move us toward what we say we want in life. It's like how is that being a friend to the best of who I am, right? Or the best of who I could, who I already know I could be, right? And and I've just in these in the last couple of weeks, I've actually been thinking a lot about that. Like there's a part of me that's not in the past six months, as a result of um, an injury, and then you know I I haven't been ro- I haven't been skating as much. Oh, right? you are a roller skater when you say skating. Roller yeah, skating, I, I love I, that. I, you know, and it's funny. My identity is I am a roller skater. Right? I love it, Tracy. Brown. But I haven't been skating. It's kind of yeah. like when somebody says I'm a non-smoker, but they keep smoking, right? It's like, okay, I am a roller skater. But I haven't been skating on as regular a basis as I have for years. year, initially because of an injury. And then that got me out of the habit. Mm-hmm. So my new habit was not to go, mm. you know, twice a week. And so I realized in the last about three or four, about three weeks ago when I went to put on a pair of pants and they were a little yeah. tight around the waist, it was like, okay, you're not exercising enough. Well, yeah, four months ago I realized I'm not skating as much. I won't be able to skate for, you know, a couple of months. I need to be doing something else because I love my body. I want, you know, I need to be healthy. I want to be healthy. I need to exercise my heart and my muscles. Well, that was four months ago. I have not done any. You've not been a very good friend to yourself. So it's like, am Mm. I being a friend to my best good? Mm -hmm. What is good for me? Mm -hmm. Um, The last, you know, in the last few weeks, I've bought lettuce because I'm going to make salads, and Mm. I love salads. I love salads. I love making salads. Mm. I make great salads. But I've noticed that I've ended up throwing away lettuce, right? Because I haven't been making the salads, and then you know, lettuce is not an indefinite; does not have an indefinite life. It is perishable, and so it's like, oh, so even just yesterday, I bought a fresh thing of, I bought fresh lettuce. Good girl, never give up the hope. <laughs> but when Keep I got home, the lettuce, I threw away the <laughs> container from you know. The previous container because it was half used, but, you know, what was left. And there was no reason for me not to have used it except I'm not being a friend to myself. Right. I'm not being my own best friend. You know, there's a therapeutic trick
0: back in the day that I learned that's a really powerful thing. When somebody's in an abusive relationship or doing something really unkind to themselves, um, first you have... Have them write that situation down, what's happening, what's going on in their life, and then what are how are they taking care of themselves or what are they doing in that situation. And then you have them think of their very best friend, somebody they love the most, the most, the most. And then you have them write that name down. And then you say, okay, now put that person in this scenario. Mm-hmm. What would you have them do? And it's so immediate that they can recognize the steps that their best friend, what their best friend deserves, or how their best friend should be treated. Yep. But it's like we don't connect that to me.
1: Yeah. It's what if you were your thing, own best friend right, and really believed that and really treated and acted yourself that, that, way, that way? Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. That. That. Um, that. Leap or that connection from what you believe and what you do. Mm -hmm. We know that's the biggest challenge in all things, you know, going from our head to our actions, Actions, not just our heart. Because sometimes we can feel strongly and we can believe strongly, but we don't do strongly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's what are we translating into action um, that makes the big difference. And, yeah. Historically, I would say I am my own best friend and mean it. Mm, good for you, but not with the lettuce now. <laughs> but lately, I'm not being my own best friend around fitness and health, especially around fit, fitness and, and you know, food choice, fitness and food choice, even though in other ways I am, you know. That's a good question for our listeners how are you being your own best friend? Where are you being your own best friend and where are you not being your own best friend?
0: Right, right, right. And what would be the thought you would have for your best friend to encourage? Because so many times when I don't do what I, quote, unquote, need to do or should do, what is my language to myself? It's really (laughs) dramatic and quite nasty and not appropriate for radio. So, you know, how would I language that differently if I was speaking to my best friend? How would I say that differently so that they might hear the love and the concern and the interest versus the shame and the judgment and the how could you do this again, you stupid fool. What does that mean? Yeah. So, yeah, the language that I use with myself is very different than I would use with my best friend. So, so... Is it time that gets one on the inner circle of your friendship? Is it just? Is it? Is it behavior? Is it something innate? Is it something? I just, I'm just, you know, if there's, is there a chance for me ever to get in the inner circle? Really is. <laughs> I I guess not. I guess I'll never be on the inner circle. And you know, isn't that fascinating? You know, I, I, I
1: want to be on the inner circle. Yeah, I'm observing yeah, that. Yeah. Like, you know, this has nothing. I need mean, to be on the inner circle. But it has nothing to do with you, and you're really like... Yeah. Right.
0: it's all about...
1: It. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was...
0: It's funny, because um, I actually had a client this morning earlier when we were talking about uh, how she was giving all her power out to a partner or friend and trying to manage them in order to feel better herself. And I said that about a month ago. It's so funny how I'm much sicker than any client I could ever see. About a month ago, I had said that. very thing that I'm spending all my energy managing how you feel about me versus just going about being the best me I can be and allowing those people around me to either connect or unconnect. But I'm constantly out there trying to manage your sense of me, manage your feeling about me so that you can reflect love and light for me, so that then I can feel good about myself. So I'm try- It's such a con- contrived kind of thing, and it yes. takes so much energy. Yes. Really. And you're very, you know, you being the universal you that I'm out there trying, you know, very slippery. You know, you don't just stay in one place. I can't, like, I can't like manage how you feel about me one day and then it stays.
1: I have to constantly every be, you know, interaction. Every, every
0: moment I have to re-manage it. I'm like, oh, you're over there now. Oh, wait, I have to bring you here so I well, can feel better about me. You have
1: to figure out where, where they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that in itself is like an impossible task. Huh? An impossible, impossible, <laughs> impossible task. But I tell myself I
0: can do it.
1: Yeah, so um yeah. And like,
0: is our family our friends? See, that's a real thing. Did you ask that question? No. And I yeah. Is your answer no?
1: And you know what No, p- that's not my answer oh. for me personally. Ah. Oh huh. Um, but yeah, I think I think that question creates we could do like you know, a whole show on that alone. Because I I think one of the most powerful things that happened in my life was realizing, and not realizing, but deciding that every person who I am related to by blood, which Mm -hmm. would be family, Mm -hmm. then if I, I literally went through a list of everybody I could think of that was in my family that I interacted with Mm -hmm. and said if they weren't my family, would they be in my life? Oh, and how many did you come out with? A few. Oh, that's good. A few is A good. Few. Like would that be less than five? Um, I don't remember the actual number at the time. because um, I was in my twenties at the time. And so um but what happened was it it changed my well it changed my need for approval. Mm. It changed my willingness uh oh. to seek approval. I see. It right. changed Everything about, uh, you know, it did actually move some people where it's like, okay, you wouldn't so not be in my life because this is what you do or <laughs> not this not is the you hour circle. Are. Yes, right. And so I wouldn't be, have, I could actually interact with you as if you were a stranger, which means I will be respectful. I, I, the God in me sees the God in you, but I'm not trying to like, plan to come to your house on Saturday night with 20 people who are drinking and smoking and doing stuff that I don't do mm-hmm. and don't want to be around, mm-hmm. and I don't feel any guilt or mm-hmm. shame, and I don't have to tell you I'm not coming to your house because you're doing all these things. Mm-hmm. I can just politely and courteously say, no, I have other plans, Right? because I do. Yeah. I have other plans to stay at home or I have other plans to be with people doing <laughs> things I want to do. But I don't have any need. to right. You know, all of a sudden that need mm. went away for all the people who I wouldn't be doing things with because, you know. And then the people who I'm really close to or at the time were really close to, it allowed me to see very clearly what the connection was. But it didn't have to be. And then I could choose what that relationship was mm. going to develop into. Mm. And I think that's part of the reason now that I mean, both of <laughs> my sisters and I—we have healthy relationship. We love each other. We support each other. But we're not like we're not clingy, and we're not really all that close, and we don't physically see each other that much. But there's no bad stuff. Uh, right, right. If that makes any sense. Are they Are they on the inside? You want to change
0: the subject? <laughs> I would just feel better if your sisters were with me on the outside. It wouldn't feel so bad. Um, but yeah, and you know that 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 phrase "family of choice." Yeah, isn't that a fun little phrase? Yeah, I love how we have these language for things, but it it, it it and it does imply that idea that you know that I have this family that I'm sort of stuck with, <laughs> and then I get to go make this family that I can choose, and um. And there, there, there is something, um, there is something soul, uh, soulful, about um, having that friendship with, you know, people that, uh, that family members that I might not choose to be around, and, and this wouldn't necessarily be abusive family members, but, you know, just those family members, they're just kind of hard to bear kind of thing. Um, The idea of, you know, seeing the, you know, namaste, kind of always doing that, always trying to stay within that framework of looking for the soul in you and and seeing that connection. And, you know, if I'm, and it's almost like when I say the word friend, and certainly I played it out perfectly with you, it's, it's almost like an approval test how approved of am i and i'm not approved of i'm not as approved of as i could be cuz i'm not on the circle. and you know so so there's still yeah, you know, there's, here there's like a, there's there's something i can still attain you know there's something i still need to work for you know and um you know how many people say this or act this out you know i just want to I just want to get that date with that person, and then once I've got it, I don't, you know, it's right. the getting, it's the chase, it's the hunt, right. and once I've got it, it's the friendship. I want it, and then once I've got it, oh, I don't really need it. You know, I just want to know yeah. that I have
1: it. It's, right. some, it's some sort of sense of victory or control some sort of or something. Acquisition. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. and that, you know, it makes sense only in the context of, especially in the U.S., we're such a consumer-driven right. acquisition. Right. Judged by what I have or what I own, I mean it. It's like it's sick, but it's understandable, and it's you know reinforced right over and over, over, and, over, over and over and over in over. all kinds of ways. Um, so,
0: and if I'm living my authentic self, then then I'm already see see I'm already soothing myself. I'm already on your inner circle. The God in me connected with you in such a way that there's no there's no um there's no hierarchy of that that that's that oneness and and I thought about this the other day you know the the question and Cynthia James asked this question when she spoke at CSL Dallas she said you know what would life be like if i lived what i believe And I started using that as kind of a mantra one day last week, and I thought, you know, it's it's, it's just another play on what would love do kind of thing. But, you know, what would this moment be like if I was living what I believe? And it was a very emotional grounding experience. And it wasn't so much what would I do, what action would I take, or what choice would I make in this situation, but what would I be experiencing in Mm. this moment if I really was living what I believe, it was a, it was a really powerful shift of experience, and it took you know everything that was ordinary and made it feel
1: extraordinary for that that flash of a moment. I love that. It's a great question. It really is. And if we are living our authentic essence, then we. are showing up as the unique expression of God that no one else can be. Right. And in that sense, then all the people that you interact with are the people who are supposed to be coming in and out of your life. And I think that's the other thing, too, that I, I don't know that we've talked very much about, but it just strikes me that... Like the BFF, best friend forever. Like if you're really a friend, then you're going to be a friend for life and forever no matter what, you know, come hell or high water. But I now when I think back, there are people who I've been very, very close to at different points in my life and less close to or very, very close to at and totally not connected with at other points. And does that make the friendship less or more? I think it's just the cycle of life experience. Like that quote, friends are either in my
0: life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. That's yeah. And the experience is probably very similar. It's just the length of time. But the intensity the
1: same. is the same, I would imagine. I think that's about all the damage we can do to friendship today. <laughs> all the joy we can bring. And uh, next time we'll be moving into faith. All the F-words. Yes. The good F-words. series of (laughs) F-words. So not the F-words. Faith. It could be. We don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so next time join us for a conversation about faith and what saying yes to spirit has to do with faith, experiencing your faith, expressing your faith and exploring your faith. Until then, we encourage you to say say yes yes to to the Spirit.